Welcome to another session of Explore the Bible series. We're in the second lesson of the book of Jonah, scheduled to be studied October 9th, 2022. Believers should celebrate God's grace being extended to all people. So as we look at Jonah chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, looking at these verses, verse 4 of chapter 4 says, But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? So as we study this section of Jonah, we're going to focus on the contrast between Jonah's attitude and actions and God's response. So consider how the book of Jonah was not only a rebuke to the prophet Jonah, but also a reminder that God's grace is meant to be extended to all people. And I hope we can examine uh, the anger displayed by Jonah in these words. So as we consider this lesson, two words I want you to keep in mind. Uh, The first is uh, prejudge. Uh, Do you prejudge people? And the other is prejudice. And so I guess the question is, is there really a difference between prejudging or having prejudice towards a person or a group of people. I think there are a whole lot of the same thing. We'll recognize that we are all sinners in this lesson, saved by grace through faith. And we sometimes forget that God's grace and mercy are extended to all people. Jonah didn't want to share God's message with the Ninevites, but we we saw in the last session that Jonah vowed to obey the second time. Today's session focuses on the next step as Jonah shares God's message. Looking at a broader context of not just chapter 4, chapters 3 and 4. After Jonah uh, initially received his commission, he attempted to run. As we remember, he, he was thrown in the sea. He was saved by God and was brought back to dry land. And the Lord once again commissioned Jonah to Nineveh. This time the prophet did as God commanded him. Jonah went to Nineveh. He proclaimed God's word to the people, as we will see in today's lesson, even if it appears Jonah Jonah delivering his eight-word message was (laughs) the least he could do and still be obedient to God. So when the people of Nineveh heard Jonah's message, they believed in God. When the king heard the message, he also believed. He commanded every person and and animal to begin a fast. 
how do you make a cow fast? Uh, uh, they were covered with sackcloth, and there was expressions of repentance before the Lord. They were hoping God would relent from the judgment he had declared to bring upon them through Jonah. Consistent with his character, when the Lord saw them repent and turn away from their sin, he relented from bringing disaster. And he declared through Jonah and uh, refrained from doing it. And so the Lord was not the only one who demonstrated a consistency in character. Jonah was livid when he witnessed the Lord showing compassion on the people of Nineveh. It was, it was then Jonah revealed the reason he didn't want to go to Nineveh in the first place. It was because he feared that this would happen. Jonah would rather die than witness God showing compassion to the Ninevites. So he asked God to take his life. When the Lord asked Jonah if he had a good reason to be angry, Jonah offered a, no reply. Uh, and so using a plant, a worm, and a scorching wind, God showed Jonah his selfishness and lack of compassion for others. So in contrast of God's uh, in contrast God communicated his concern and compa- compassion for unbelievers like those in Nineveh. Jonah had forgotten who he was. God had chosen him. His people Israel were to be a blessing to the nations. Like Jonah, the people of God were uh, delighted to be recipients of God's kindness, but they did not want to see God show kindness to others. The message of the book of Jonah was a rebuke, not only to the prophet, but to the people of God who forgot the reason God had chosen them to be his treasured people. So after the Ninevites repented and God relented, Jonah became furious and asked for God to take his life. He revealed his prejudice towards the Ninevites, stating that he did not desire to preach to them for for fear of them turning to God. So let's go back now and look at chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. I'm going to read the first four verses, and as I read these verses, listen for the difference between God's response and Jonah's response, um, and why Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh in the first place. Verse 1. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home, that this 
is what I tried to force, forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are, I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, is it right for you to be angry? So in verse 4, we see an all-important question. God asked Jonah, is it right for you to be angry in this way? Evidence of Jonah's self-centeredness is seen. Uh, We see his prejudice in these verses. So why did Jonah become angry when God spared Nineveh? The Jews did not want to share God's message with Gentile nations in Jonah's day, just as they resisted that role in Paul's day. Go back and look at 1 Thessalonians 2, and you'll see the same attitude. that They had forgotten their original purpose as a nation. What was it? To be a blessing. Their nation was to be a blessing to the rest of the world by sharing God's message with other nations. Jonah thought that God should not freely give his salvation to a wicked pagan nation like Nineveh. Yet, this is exactly what God does for all who come to him today who come in faith to him. Looking at verse 1 and 2, Jonah revealed the reason for his reluctance to go to Nineveh. He, he didn't want the Ninevites forgiven. He wanted them destroyed. Uh, he did not understand that, that the God of Israel was also the God of the whole world. So are you surprised when some unlikely persons Turn to God in your life. Do you question when a person that has a bad character or a bad reputation repents and turns to God? Are you suspicious sometimes? Well, we'll see how that lasts. Might be your question. Is it possible that you and I view... uh, our view is just as narrow as Jonah's view was. We must not forget that in reality, we do not deserve to be forgiven by God. So in verse 3, Jonah had run from the job of delivering God's message of destruction to Nineveh. Then he wanted to die because <laughs> destruction wouldn't happen. Uh, He he had forgotten God's mercy for him when he was inside the fish. Jonah was happy when God saved him, but he's angry that Nineveh is being saved. Learning a valuable lesson about God's mercy and forgiveness, God's forgiveness 
was not only for Jonah or Israel alone. It extends to all who repent and believe. Verse 3 again, Jonah may have been more concerned about his own reputation than God's. He knew that if the people repented, none of his warnings about Nineveh would come true. This would embarrass him, although it would give glory to God. Job found a a place, Jonah found a, a place east of Nineveh where he hoped uh, to watch the city destroyed, and God provided a plant uh, for shade, and then he took it away. <laughs> Jonah once again angrily asked God, asked for God to take his life. So let's look at what we see in Jonah chapter 4, verses 5 through 9. You'll notice or Catch a glimpse of Jonah's countenance. Jonah had gone out, verse 5, and sat down at the place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head and ease his discomfort. And the Lord was very happy about the plant. And Jonah was very happy about the plant, excuse me. But but at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind. And the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said, And I am so angry, I wish I were dead. Well, not a very happy countenance, is it? Looking at some notes in the ESV study Bible, Jonah went out, it says, till he he should see. He, He wanted to watch the destruction of Nineveh. Apparently, Jonah hopes that God still will not relent but destroy the city after all. So he sat, he sat under it in the shade, and Jonah is both emotionally angry and physically uh, angry. And so the Lord God appointed, verse 6, This is the second use of the verb appoint. Uh, We saw it in chapter 1, verse 17. Uh, The the kind of plant appointed is not known, but it could be a castor oil plant or maybe a gourd plant. Both 
have large leaves and are most common uh, suggestions for this. Discomfort or evil (laughs) refer both to Jonah's outer discomfort and his inner evil. Jonah was exceedingly glad. Uh, The grammar of this phrase is identical with at the beginning of chapter 1, verse 4. It displeased Jonah exceedingly, we see, and underscores the contrast between Jonah's anger and the salvation of Nineveh and the joy at his own salvation. So he's glad when he was rescued from the fish, but not too happy when Nineveh is rescued. Verse 7 and 8 suggest God appointed a worm. God appointed a scorching east wind. So these are the third and fourth uses of the verb appoint. The east wind is a a drying wind from the desert and angry for the plant, (laughs) we see, as God had questioned the, the justice of Jonah's anger over the salvation of Nineveh, he now questions the justice of Jonah's anger over the destruction of a plant. Jonah was sure Assyria uh, did not deserve God's grace. Jonah showed contempt for the Ninevites. He shows anger towards God and he shows anger towards a temporary plant that comes up and then it's gone. Things weren't going Jonah's way. He was having a very, very bad day or set of days. And uh, and that wasn't even, uh, he, he wasn't even pretending to be happy. So let's look at chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, and we'll see some words that kind of summarize what's going on. Verse 10, But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprung up overnight and died overnight. And should I have... Should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell the right hand from their left, and also many animals? So again, looking at the ESV Study Bible notes, we see that word in verse First verse is perished. Finally, Jonah expresses concern over something (laughs) perishing. But ironically, it's a plant, not the 120,000 people who didn't know their right hand from their left. It's an idiom for being morally and spiritually unaware. It probably refers to the entire population. They were... They were not a good people. Jonah's compassion for the plant explains 
the, the rather odd expression that translates the final words of the Hebrew text and also uh, the phrase, much cattle. So <laughs> he wasn't concerned about the 120,000 people and the cows. The ironic question raised uh, these words is, if Jonah will not allow God to say to have compassion on Nineveh for the sake of the 120,000 people from whom God created and cares for, would, will Jonah not allow God to have compassion on Nineveh for the sake of the animals? <laughs> Since after all, Jonah was willing to have compassion on a plant. So a little bit of statements of irony. The question is left unanswered so that the readers of the book may answer that question for themselves. Jonah expressed deep emotion toward what should have evoked the least amount of care, a plant. Christians can likewise become so concerned about their own safety or comfort or well-being, that they do not prioritize those who do not have a relationship with Christ. God's calling is not only a privilege, but also a responsibility to take the gospel to those who have not heard it. So the book of Jonah comes to a very abrupt end with reference to cattle. Jonah's response to God is unclear. Perhaps the ending was left open-ended so that we could put ourselves in Jonah's position. What are the applications to this passage? Believers should examine their lives for prejudices that get in the way of fulfilling God's redemption in this world. Selfish anger leads to despair and misguided priorities. And finally, believers are to demonstrate godly compassion to all people. So as we close, ask God to help each of us overcome our prejudices and look for ways to share the gospel joyfully with all people. I close with an old hymn. We have a story to tell to the nations. I'll read the first verse and refrain. We have a story to tell to the nations that shall turn their hearts to the right, a story of truth and mercy, a story of peace and light, a story of peace and light. For the darkness shall turn to the dawning and the dawning to noonday bright, and Christ's great kingdom shall come on earth, the kingdom of love and light. Pray with me. Lord, we thank you that we have an amazing story. 
and you've commanded that we share it with all peoples, not with prejudice, sharing it with only those we like or we feel good being around, but with all who will hear. That is our command in Jesus' name.